Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Good to be with you. Yeah, we're, we're down in uh, Holy Family today. We are. Broadcasting from Holy Family again. This is, what, our third time down here, I yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's much quieter down here. It is. And that is because we have Totus Tuus going on this week, which mm-hmm. is a kids' program. And as we speak, they're up there probably trying to figure out, what do we do? Because it just rained and we can't let the kids outside. So I think they're yeah. playing fishes and whales or something like that. Yeah, they, the were, social they, hall. they were running around in, in the social hall. Yeah. so uh, Doing their best. Yeah. Yeah, so God bless them. God bless them. I think, I think they're learning things. And uh, they seemed pretty uh, cued in at Mass, so that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're singing some songs about both days. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounded decent. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna be pretty good by the end of the week. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I don't. Uh, did you ever do totus tuus like when you were a seminarian? I was never. I was telling somebody I, I was never on a team. I so my first year of seminary. Afterwards, that summer between, I went to uh, a program called IPF Institute for, for Priestly Formation out in Omaha, which is like learning how to pray. And then the next summer after that, I was sent to Rome, so we had to leave halfway through the summer, so I couldn't do it then either. And then after that, once you're in the theology, they typically have you in a parish assignment. So okay. usually it's the, the college guys that would do the, the um, totus tuus. So. Yeah, I, I, I never did it, never got asked to do it. And uh, I think that's good. I don't, I don't think it would, I would have been very good at it. <laughs> don't know if you would have survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it is one of those uh, things you find out pretty quickly if you if you're suited to it or not, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it it definitely pushes you. I think to to grow in patience, grow in uh, you know just thinking on the fly sometimes because every parish is a little different. And you're like, oh shoot, we got to figure this out, or they don't have this here, or we got to find out what we're gonna do for that. So it's a good. I think it's a good maturing instrument. So I think it's good for the seminarians and for college students as they are trying to figure out. You know, how do, how do I handle stress or how do I deal with uh, things that are beyond my control that I have to deal with or things that I have to um, figure out, you know? So it's a good good little test, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it starts uh, kind of a crazy couple weeks. I mean, uh, especially for, for Karen, but but yeah. you, you also, we got Totus to us this week and yep. then mission, next week, a uh, mission trip. Mission trip. Yeah, we leave on next Wednesday. So I will be gone. Wednesday till the Monday or the Tuesday following. I think we're, we're, we have staff meeting on the Tuesday, so I think it must yeah. be the Monday I get back. Yeah. And then, uh, so Father Seamus is going to be here for all those Father Seamus lovers or just Irishman lovers. Uh, he will be here at our parishes for the weekend of the 10th, 11th, I believe it is. Whatever that is, 11th, 12th, whatever that is. Um, and 10th and 11th. And so he'll be here. Um other than that, not a lot going on in the parishes. Fourth of July this weekend. Fourth of July, big big time here in Duluth. I think they're bringing the fireworks back this year. Okay, I heard. Anyway, um, are you going to be around? Are you going to? No, I'm, I'm going to Brainerd. Going so. to Brainerd. Mm-hmm. I believe. I think I'll be here. Um, I'm going to go home Friday, Saturday, just evening, Friday evening, Saturday morning, and then come back up for masses this weekend. But um, but I'll be around for the fourth, and then. Uh, there was one other thing. Oh, uh, doing the uh, the survey. Oh, the survey, the St. Lawrence survey. So for those who are not St. Lawrence parishioners, we were doing a little survey 
to see about this sanctuary proposal, sanctuary renovation proposal. Uh, just basically asking people, are you for it? Do you like it? Would you support it? Or are you against it? Don't like it? Wouldn't support it? And so it's a yes or no question. And then there's a space for a comment. Um, so yeah, so far, it seems about a quarter are saying nay. We, we, we nay for whatever reason. And the other, other three quarters are saying yay with uh, some comments that might clarify that but that's in general what it seems yeah 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 and there's and there's kind of comments all over the board but n nothing i guess really that much different than from yes or what, no. what came out of the meeting yeah so yeah oh yeah yeah so it's it's good i'm i'm glad to hear from people and um to give them a chance to to give the response it would have been nice if all these people would have just come to the meeting but i understand it's not always possible so it's good yeah yeah um and we're going to continue doing this survey for the next, through this through the Sunday. Through the Sunday. Yeah. So, so 4th of July will be the last official day. And um, yeah, we'll see what, we'll see what the, what, what comes of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I guess the last thing was that we're uh, the, the dispensation. This is right. the last, this previous weekend. I totally forgot about that because we kind of addressed it already. But yeah, yeah, yeah it was the last weekend of the dispensation so it um this coming weekend you are obligated to attend mass correct all yeah. you non-mass attenders no just kidding there there's still um if you have good reason to abstain you should have gotten a letter that explains all this the obligation the uh, the minnesota bishops are putting the obligation back in place meaning we are obligated to attend weekend mass you know the sunday obligation is back but if you have a good reason you know you're sick you are a caretaker, various things that have always been the case. And then there's also the additional, like, if you're an at-risk category for the uh, the new Delta variant or whatever, COVID virus, um, you can also abstain. But um, basically, they're inviting people back. It'll be interesting to see if there's any influx or not. I, I kind of feel like people are back. Maybe there'll be some that come back because of the obligation, but I'm, eh, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, we Maybe. will see. So. It'll be a, a little study, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, uh, so this week, if you look at the liturgical calendar, yes, you'll see that there is a lot of red. A lot of red, you say? Yeah, yeah. Which, um, which means, which means blood, right? Blood, martyrs, the martyrs, or Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit. Typically during the martyrs. week, you can yeah. pre, pre pretty sure that it's a martyr. So we have Irenaeus yesterday. Yep, you have Monday, Irenaeus. Peter and Paul, today, mm -hmm. solemnity, just so you know, in case you want to have that extra scoop of ice cream or whatever. Uh, tomorrow, Roman martyrs. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, so Saturday is the Feast of St. Thomas the Apostle. Thomas the Apostle on Saturday, okay. Yeah, yeah, so... Is there anybody the other two days? A white one, perhaps? You know, I didn't write it down. Okay, yeah. so I, didn't, sure. I didn't look either. And I only have the Magnificat for this month, and we start July on Thursday, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, anyway, so, so there's there's a, a lot of martyrs this week. A so a lot of martyrs. Today we're, we're going to talk about martyrs. We're saying martyrs, not murders. But, but yeah, they kind of go connected, together, right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, martyrs, and um, we're going to yeah dive into what all that means. But before we do that, Father, could you open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we pray that you would bless our parishioners, give them 
grace in whatever areas of their life they need it. I pray for all those who are persecuted in the church in different places in the world, especially for their faith. Um, we pray for the church throughout the world that it would be strengthened by the strength of the martyrs, the prayers of the martyrs, to stand up for Christ, to be faithful to him in all adversity. And we ask our mother's intercession. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thanks. Uh, so, martyrs, uh, do you know what, what, the, what the word martyr means? Martyr means witness. So, um, sometimes people use the word for other things. You know, he like I I would say that in general the the culture warriors might call like George Floyd Floyd a martyr, you know, that sort of thing. But we wouldn't that would be a different thing because he didn't die for his faith; he was murdered, um, he was killed, um, not for Jesus, but you know, the, the policeman was standing on his neck or whatever, whatever, the, whatever the whatever you want to say. But it, we wouldn't attribute to the that like he was killed for the faith. Uh, a martyr is someone who witnesses Christ and is killed for it. So um, basically, uh, if you look at the classic version, it'd be like St. Peter and Paul, like, are you a Christian? Yes. Because you're a Christian, we're going to kill you. Yeah, uh, unless yeah, If you don't denounce your faith. If you don't denounce your faith, if you don't apostatize, meaning um, reject Jesus, no longer follow Jesus, we're going to kill you. And so that's the classic definition of martyrs. Um, sometimes there's wiggle room to kind of say, you know, maybe this person was a, a martyr for different, a little sort of a nuanced version of that, but at the end of the day, it has to be, in, in the Christian sense, it has to be you were martyred because of your faith, because you were faithful to your faith, um, and not just because, like, it, for instance, if you're a, uh, you know, killed in a car accident, well, that's not a martyrdom, you know, it's mm -hmm. not a, it's sad, it's a tragedy, it's, we're sad that somebody dies, but we wouldn't say that they're a martyr. So we kind of make these yeah. distinctions. And probably one of the, there's probably a couple others, but one of the few like exceptions to the uh, rule would be probably be like St. Maximum Colby comes to mind. Right. Like he's celebrated as a martyr, which um, when, you know, he offered his life up in place of somebody else's. Right. And uh, part of like the argument is, is that the only reason they accepted it is because he was a priest. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, it's kind of one of those like gray area yeah. martyrs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. And it's interesting because in his particular case, I think he had a vision as a young person of Christ or Mary or I think Mary. angel holding him out two crowns. One was white for purity and one was red for martyrdom. And, she said, which one would you like? And he said, I would like them both. So mm -hmm. he remained a uh, chaste man throughout his life and then was martyred as well. So, Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's one of my favorite saints. Sure. You know, he's his life is just so interesting and yeah. in everything that he did. Right. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, kind of, you know, maybe a fun fact is that people didn't know like what he that he was going to be a martyr until JP2 like came out with with red on like yeah. nobody knew beforehand what sure. he was going to be like sure. yeah. celebrated as yeah. so um kind of cool but yeah. the Polish pope canonized the Polish saint and that's great 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so when it comes to the martyrs, um, and as, as a kind of like looking, looking into them more kind of preparing for this, uh, the mar- the martyrs are something are are very interesting because how i mean you can, i think just right away you can tell that the way that they look at death and the way that we look at death in today's world are very different yes uh it's almost like scandalous mm-hmm. the way that they like not throw their lives away but at the same extent like throw their lives away yeah yeah uh and just how they um yes look at life and death and how we do it's just it's very different Mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely you know the cult of the martyrs really became very important in the early church because of these persecutions that the church went through and there was different responses that people had some did apostatize some left the faith others remained strong in the faith and people saw that and they were moved by that to become christian so that's where that saying, um, you know, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church comes from, this idea that people see the witness of martyrs. That's why the word witness comes from martyr, martire, uh, is because people are moved by the witness of these people, these men and women, or even sometimes children or young people going to their death, and they say, if these people can do it and they believe this much, I, I I can go for this religion thing. I can go for this Christ thing. I mean, there's there's stories of executioners or people who are witnesses, uh, eyewitnesses of these scenes that basically said, if if that person's a Christian, I'm a Christian too. I want I want to be, I want I want in on that. And they were martyred there too, or they were killed mm-hmm. uh, shortly thereafter. So there's there's instances of this kind of crazy like conversion stories that happen uh, because people witness this sacrificial uh, life of someone. So that's really why the church has always held martyrs as a very particular um, grace and gift of the church um, is is built up by. So, Yeah, and, and part of the reason that there was so many martyrs that were part of the early church, you kind of talked about the persecutions a little bit, uh, but which I feel like I've continually forget this fact that Christianity was illegal for like the first 300 years of its existence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. 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 Cause it, it was, it was legalized in, um, three, 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 thirteen. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, Constantine, Constantine. Yeah. He converted, uh, he became Christian. He didn't convert or, right away, but he, he basically, his mother was Christian. And yeah. so he kind of said, let's, yeah. let's legalize this thing. Uh, <laughs> and then he, he was baptized on his deathbed. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he was the first one to kind of like first emperor to say, it's okay to be a Christian and we're actually going to, we're going to support Christianity. Like he didn't make it the official religion of the empire. Yeah. It was at 323. So 10 years later, it became the official religion. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, it was a fairly short order though, that, you know, the, the empire went from cr- persecuting. Cause if you look in the martyrology, which is basically the, the list of all the martyrs, there's a lot right before it was legalized. There was, there was kind of this tension in the empire. These Christians are different. They don't worship our gods, the Roman gods, the Greek gods, etc. And so there was some emperors that really were upset by this, and, and some of the greatest persecutions were the last ones. So um, that's probably what brought Constantine to, to legalize it is because he just wanted to end this bloodshed that was kind of mm-hmm. ripping the empire apart. So, 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Even I mean, you can find all these stories, mm-hmm. and uh, they're I mean they're inspiring, but they're also they're also kind of like they're kind of freaky. Yeah, gruesome. Know? Some of them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, th- there was like a time too. I mean, I I was gonna look it up, but I I, I didn't. Uh, like when you when people got ordained like a pope that was basically like a death sentence oh yeah and it yeah. was like yeah, the first to, like however many i, I don't know 30 popes or something yeah. were were saints and martyrs or something like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. was it was kind of a a crazy uh streak there you know so yeah to to be a christian to be a professed christian in the early church was yeah you kind of took your life in your hands um especially if you were clergy or missionary or like a catechist or somebody who was actively evangelizing others like they were they were going to go after you sometimes so um we see that in the in the church then it's interesting uh i forget where i saw this but there's been more martyrs in the 20th century there there were i guess we're in the 21st in the 20th century there were more martyrs than in any other time or all the others put together you think about that like wow that's that's kind of crazy but you know, look at what the world has gone through in the last hundred years. Um, there's a lot of craziness with, with uh, you know, the communists moving into different places, or um, you know, the 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 Nazis and all that. So it, it is a crazy thing that we think sometimes the martyrs are a thing of the past, but they're still here. We're, we have new martyrs all the time. You look at the Mexican Revolution, for instance, which was in the early. Uh, 20th century, um, lots of martyrs there. So um, it's interesting. You know, if you again, if you look at the martyrology, you can kind of see like where the church was persecuted because all of a sudden there's all these saints from from these times. And yeah, um, yeah, it's very interesting. You know, the, another time would be like the the 16th century in Japan and stuff when Christianity was kind of getting a hold in J- Japan, and and then they made it illegal. I don't know if you ever saw the move, movie Silence. I, uh, I I never saw it, but okay. I've, I've heard of it. Basically, it depicts how the Japanese persecuted the Christians. Um, it's kind of a controversial movie in some ways, but... I've heard the movie has a different ending than the book. Yeah, but. yeah. But it it portrays well what persecution looks like and the, the sort of extreme pressure that's brought to bear on people. Yeah. Are you going to be faithful or not? And it can seem so easy to just give in, so... Um, you know, oh, this, your your sacrifice means nothing. Da da da. I mean, I'm sure that the Romans did the same thing to the, the early Christians. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fascinating thing. Like, what what gives somebody the grace or the certainty to say, I would rather die than give up the faith or 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 say something against the faith or or whatever. Like, it's a it's a pretty big witness of faith and hope in something greater than ourselves. Yeah, and I think that that's a great point because when I was I was reading through uh, a bunch of quotes from St. Ignatius of Antioch. Mm. So he was martyred in like the really early first century. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 110 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And he has a lot of like really good good quotes. Yeah. And but he was saying like don't save me from martyrdom. And he was like, he basically saying like, I want to die like, 
And it seems like, it seems like almost like kind of depressing and like yeah. careless yeah. type of yeah. thing of just like, how do you, how are you thinking like that? And then you think of like how, I mean, he's one of like, uh, I guess I don't know if he's like a church father, yeah, but is he? Is he? Is, yeah. He's actually an apostolic father, which means he was a, a disciple of yeah. the apostles. Because he, he got ordained a bishop by Peter. Mm-hmm. I, I Like I saw that this morning and I was like, this guy was a, he was a huge deal, mm-hmm. very important. And he's, and it's like one of those things that, like looking at it from like, I don't know, the 21st century Western world where you're like, oh, this guy's so important. He shouldn't, like, he shouldn't die. Right. We should keep him around. And like, to, and I was just thinking like, we think, or like, and I look at like, oh, if someone's important, they shouldn't die mm-hmm. or we shouldn't like, it, it kind of like when the Kings went from the beginning, the, 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 like in front of the battle or one of the first people into the battle to like the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's like he's too important to die. Yeah, let's, and then let's protect him or hide him away somewhere or something like that. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you think of Jesus. He's like, I mean, if anyone was too important to die, <laughs> yeah. it was Jesus. Right, and he let himself die, mm-hmm. or he let himself be killed mm-hmm. because he wanted to be the example, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was just really like powerful, mm-hmm. like thinking through that. Yeah. Yeah, Ignatius of Antioch, he wrote a bunch of letters on his way to Rome. So he was brought from yeah. Antioch to Rome. Antioch would be kind of over in uh, eastern Turkey, so just north of the Holy Land. So he was brought, I don't know if it's by land or by ship or by both, but anyway, he was brought to Rome. And so he has, I think it's seven letters to different churches yep. that we have record of. And he's basically exhorting the churches like, Stay strong. Stay, f- stay firm in the faith. Don't, don't uh, leave Christ. Uh, remain, remain faithful to the faith. And then, he, yeah, he often says things like, yeah, "Don't, don't try to like buy them off or something like that." I, yeah. Like, let me, let me meet the Lord through this martyrdom. Let me allow the, this process to take its course. And so he's, he's, he's not um, mincing words. He's basically saying, "I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go." Yeah, and I'm, and why? Well, because he knows and he's focused on what is to come and like what's what's the greater good that's going to come out of this. I'm I'm going to be a witness, and I'm also uh, have this opportunity now to meet Christ, who I've basically been living my whole life for, and I'm ready. I'm I'm ready yeah. to, to go. So. Which which I think we undervalue that. Yes, in our day, yes. We, I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, not to get on a soapbox, but. The, the whole thing with the COVID virus and all this fear that we've lived under, to me, that just, it doesn't jive well with our faith, like to live in fear. Um, but we should have this like strength and this faith and this hope in what Christ is going to do that we're not bound by fear. Not that we're foolish, but you don't see that sort of confidence in God. It's more like confidence in ourselves. This vaccine mm-hmm. or this this thing is going to protect us, and great, those are good things. Protect ourselves, that's great. But um, where's our faith? Where's our where's our hope in eternal life? Like, why are we afraid to die? Like, we should we should have the same idea of death that the martyrs have. They're they're the ones that show us how to live in a sense. So until we're ready to die, we're not ready to live in a sense. And it's uh, I don't know if we're making a great witness of that in today's society as as Western Christians. Maybe, I mean, there's 
there's there's definitely bright spots, but I think a lot of us are fearful or motivated um, sometimes out of uh, mixed motives, and we don't always have that hope and that faith in eternal life that we should be displaying to the world. So yeah, and I I think uh, kind of maybe change the subject a little bit, but you can really see this in like our media, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. in movies. No one can stay dead. Yeah. You know, they're always th- like if somebody dies, they're like, oh, well, we'll find some way to bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just one of those things that it just bugs me. And it's bugged me for years. Like it, since I was, I was a kid, I was. And I think that's one of the reasons like I in the Harry Potter movies, the people who die stay dead. And it's the best thing. And, <laughs> and I've always like wondered, like, why do I want people to die, like to stay dead? And I was like, because, because it, I don't know. It's real life. Yeah, yeah, because one, I guess it's real life, but it, um, I think it, yeah, just plays into this, like, idea that no one's supposed to die, and everyone's supposed to live, and it it almost, like, takes away the, the, like, power and the weight Mm -hmm. of death. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, kids play all these games, these video games, wherever they're, where they, they're, like, fighting or whatever, and they kill each other. You're playing against other people, and you you kill somebody, and they spawn back in like whatever f- five seconds. Or I mean, I remember playing with some kids in high school. We were playing uh, this James Bond game where you basically go around and try to shoot mm-hmm. each other, but then you're spawned back in a few seconds or whatever. And so it kind of gives you this sense of like death doesn't mean anything, or or you don't like you say you don't state it. And I wonder if there's some fascination with like zombies and all this. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Things that come back alive or whatever. There, I think there's some something to that. Like our our society doesn't want to face death, and so we we think of ways to try to uh, escape death or or uh, reverse it or or whatever. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't the the idea of death and eternity. Like it's it it's heavy, and it is something that like like it can definitely like bring forth fear but mm-hmm. it just i guess it depends how we kind of deal with it yeah and how we're living you're right yeah if we're if we're being faithful to christ and living a, a, a true christian life there's nothing to be afraid of and it's actually a, a glorious thing to die because we're going to the lord this is why we have lived is for this day when we get to go to the lord um if we're not living the christian life especially if we know about the christian life and we've said nah, i don't want to do that that I don't want to live for something else. I want to do what I want to do. Um, that's where the fear or the sort of jadedness can come in because I I try then to t- kind of discount this whole idea because I'm not living according to that. So it's interesting. Yeah, and there's, uh, so there's, there's this quote by um, Pope Paul VI. It says, um, modern man li- listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. Mm. And if he does listen to teachers, it is because they are witnesses. Yeah, I've heard that one. That's a good one. And um, which, I mean, that's a great quote for I think everything we do in the church. Yeah, you know, like, uh, but especially when it comes to, to to martyrdom, and I mean, probably odds are most of us here in the U.S. and like the Western, like American church, probably won't be martyrs. Probably not, unless something changes. Unless something drastically changes. Uh, but, like, I think we can still, like, try to live with, like, the heart of a martyr. Or, like, I don't know, like, if we... Like, kind of like that sold out 
So that yeah. St. Ignatius or that Maximilian Kolbe, that sort of like, I'm I'm all yours, Lord. Whatever whatever you want, whatever you ask of me, I will do. Like That's pretty a powerful way to live. Yeah, yeah, and they're kind of it's like unattached to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I think like each age kind of has like, like the saint like needs its own saints, you know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't think, like we probably right now don't need um, the saint, the same saints that the church in like the 16th century did. Right. Um, so we need like our own saints to be like heroic mm-hmm. Christians. Right. Uh, but so I think it like it looks different in, but at the same time, the like we need people like it's the same heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This, the same sold out sort of like, I'm all for you, Jesus. I'm, I'm, Whatever you need, that's what I will do. You know, yeah. The 16th century, when the time of the Reformation, we needed, we did need witnesses then too, but we also needed like the intellectual arguments that were, you know, needing to be made for why we should still be Catholic and not just leave the church and let the church break up. You needed uh, people who were reformers and so forth. I think today, that quote from Paul VI, um, I think that's that's what we need. We need not just teachers, but People just to, to do the faith, to live the faith, for others to see that and to see the joy that comes from living our faith. And um, I mean, the world is a dark place right now in many ways, I think. So to see joy and uh, people that have a peace about them or a sort of a serenity um, and a freedom in front of any obstacles, that's a very moving and powerful thing to witness. And um, so I think that's the kind of saints that we'll, we'll see from our time. Um, you know, I don't know how long it'll take for them to get canonized and so forth, but I think the saints from our time will have those qualities that they um, pointed to Christ with a joy and a peace in front of whatever came. So, yeah, um, this is maybe maybe like a closing thought too. Um, but you know, in the U.S., we have a pretty like, I mean, pretty posh lifestyle. Yeah compared to the rest of the world, even if you're in the, like, lower bracket financially. Uh, But especially when we think of, like, what we, how freely we are able to practice our faith Mm -hmm. compared to people in the early church, but even to people in other parts of the world, like, there are still places where Christianity is illegal. There's many places, too, not not just, like, one or two. Um, And, like, there's still martyrs happening, like, martyrs. I guess becoming martyrs yeah. today, and so I think that, that's something too. We need to um, kind of like hold that reality, and and also like be praying for those people. Yeah, pray for them. It's not we can idealize martyrdom. I think or like, oh yeah, I could do that, or mm-hmm. you know, I want to be that. And it's like, I don't know. Like, am I ready for this? <laughs> it's it's a grace. It's not a. It's not like a a natural ability that we just develop it's it's a grace that's given that we can face martyrdom and become a martyr faithful to christ and whatever whatever's asked of us so um yeah we should definitely be praying for the persecuted church and places throughout the world and and for those that are undergoing hardship to to remain fast because we know anytime there's persecution there are those who just fall away and say nah it's not worth it i don't want it I don't, I don't want to suffer. I don't want to, I'm afraid or whatever. So 
we could easily be those people, even though we might think we're we're strong and we're good and we're we're good holy people. We don't know how we're going to deal with the pressure when it comes. So pray for them so that when it's our turn, if it's our turn, we can be faithful too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great, um, great thought and I think a, a good discussion. Kind of heavy. Yeah, a little heavy. But uh, but but something that uh, you know is really real and and something that you know we can maybe sometimes be confused about in my own life. I can kind of get confused sometimes. I'm like, where are we, you know, like, cause we, we, we celebrate these people, uh, because of like their great courage mm-hmm. and, um, their willingness to like not say no to, to Jesus. And so like, how do we, uh, yeah. How does, how does that present itself in our everyday life? Uh, and, um, yeah, and hopefully we can find you know, the strength and courage to and 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 I mean I don't want to compare the unpopularity of Christianity today to being persecuted. I mean those those are different things, mm-hmm. um, but but it is something today where it's not uh, the the Christian message is not popular. Mm-hmm. We're not getting killed for it. Yeah, but it is still not popular. Right. Right. So, um, like we need a, a similar courage and we can like be, uh, we, we can look to the martyrs for inspiration and for like courage. Right. Um, sometimes yeah. people talk about white martyrdom, which is just being faithful to Christ. You aren't getting killed for it, but you're maligned or you're sidelined or you're sort of put to the side or, or, uh, rejected in many ways. And, Maybe that's the kind of martyrs that we need to strive to be is not be afraid to suffer these um, small little insults or these small little difficulties. And, and maybe that's what we're called to right now in, in our time. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, I, I've, nev- I've never heard that term before. but White martyr. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah yeah we just need the the courage and and to to, to stay close to Jesus right mm-hmm. I, I think the people like every um, like except for the martyrs that you know got converted while if they were like the torture or something mm-hmm. uh, pretty much everyone else were close to Jesus that's how they got the grace uh, to, right. to, to to be courageous and faithful so right. um, so we just need to stay close to Jesus Pr- yeah. pretty easy right yeah yeah so uh, great well I think yeah that will do it for today's episode uh thank you father for uh, for joining in your wisdom and uh <laughs> thank you everybody for uh for listening to this week's episode of the catholic to the show uh thanks again and we will catch you again next time